Many of you know how to respond to the accusations and arrows coming your way. We know the truth, but we sometimes struggle on how to respond with the confidence and peace we have. And for some of us, these questions can be a real stumbling block, especially to those new on the journey of deconstructing or of living their authentic lives. We want to address four questions that non-affirming Christians commonly ask that can be scary. They don't need to be, but they can be. So let's deal with them so our hearts can be even more free to love and be loved. Would it be okay if I were to tell you that I am afraid someday? So I call you up and you call me down. Would it be okay? Well, hello and welcome to the Freed Hearts Podcast. Glad you're here. Thanks for joining us. My name is Robert <laughs> Cottrell and I'm here as always with... Susan Cottrell. Hi. 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 Um, hey. Again, thanks for being with us. We'd love that you join us. Please do connect with us. Everything we have, everything we, we do um, is at freedhearts.org. And supporting us, um, by the way, we don't monetize this, this podcast. We have no ads and things by design. It's, it's all, everything we do actually is all through the kindness of others. And you can support this podcast. And it's an appreciated and beautiful thing that you can do an appreciated and beautiful way that you can help. And we, if you can do that, it's just, there's a donate link on the website and also on the main podcast side as well. So thank you very much. So many of you, we talked about this before we've been about the things that we, or last time we were together here, we talked about the accusations of cherry picking and the easy way out. You did a beautiful job at addressing that, Susan. And thank you. And I know many of you have heard it all by now. So and you know, you know how to respond to most of the arrows coming your way. You do. Well done. Um, but sometimes, you know, the arrows, there are certain arrows, certain things that, can, that continue to make us stumble. We know in our hearts, but we sometimes struggle on how to convey our response, you know, with the confidence and peace we know we have. I mean, I do that still. Mm-hmm. I know. But sometimes I get triggered, and so I, I sound like a freaking idiot sometimes when I respond <laughs> to people in the moment, which I tried not to do. But, but so I know these things, but sometimes we, we, we struggle with how to respond. And some of you here are new on this journey or even new to coming out. Um, and some of these questions can be a real stumbling block for you. And so we want to address four things today, four questions that non-affirming Christians commonly ask that can be kind of scary. And they can sometimes cause us to pause, again, especially if you're new on the journey. They shouldn't. They don't need to, but they do. So we're going to deal with them today. Why? So our hearts can be free to love and be loved. So you can have a freed freed heart. heart. Oh, we're so clever. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And so humble. Um, So again, start with an email. And please do email us, podcast at freedhearts.org. Ask your questions, give us your ideas and suggestions. What do you want us to talk about? We'd love to hear from you. So why don't I read the email, Susan, and then you can share how you answered, yeah? Great. Perfect. So here we go. Hey, Susan, it's me again. And this person is just adorable. (laughs) I want to ask you some questions about things I hear non-affirming Christians throw at LGBT Christians. I'm young and new when it comes to the meaning of Scripture, so I thought you could help. I'll try to keep this as short and sweet as possible so it's easy for you to answer them. It's very short and sweet. (laughs) So these were their questions, and I'm going to read the questions, and then you'll read the responses, okay? I mean, I'll I'll read the rest of the email, and then you can read your answer, Susan. 
Okay. So they say, question number one, non-affirming Christians will say that you need to repent even though you don't want to. For example, the story when Jesus told a guy to sell all his stuff to the poor and come and follow him. The guy wouldn't. Non-affirming Christians compare that to LGBT people. They say you will give up your orientation or gender identity to follow Jesus. They'll say things like, you need to change your old ways to follow Jesus. Okay, hold your horses, folks. (laughs) Hang on, (laughs) hang on. Hang on, even if you're chomping at the bit. Okay. Question two. Non-affirming Christians have put the worry in me that being LGBT is a sin. They believe that LGBT Christians are making excuses to continue sinning. They, stay, they say stuff like you're cherry-picking the Bible. Again, we talked extensively. If you didn't listen last week, please go back and listen to that. Yep. Since sin is a real thing, doing things that are obviously wrong. How do I stop worrying that I'm doing something wrong and making excuses to keep doing it? Question three. Non-affirming Christians make God out to be really scary. There are a lot of stories in the Bible about God's wrath, God punishing people, God cursing people. It makes me really scared. I don't understand because that's not the God that Jesus taught. You got it right there, buddy. Mm -hmm. It makes me feel conflicted. And finally, question four. I'm a trans man, and the verse that non-affirming Christians throw out at transgender people is the one in Deuteronomy, the verse about women shouldn't dress like men and men shouldn't dress like women. That verse is the one that has put a lot of fear into me. Do you know what it's talking about? So, Susan, why don't you take it from here, okay? And when you get to your answers, I'll just, I'll pop in to remind us all of what the question was. Okay. Okay. Great. Okay. By the way, Billy, thanks for writing. Yes. And we love you dearly. You know that. And just thank you for asking your questions. Yeah, they're great questions. All right. So, Billy, this is going to be a journey of discovery for you. It's not something you can just answer in a few questions and really get your feet solidly under you when you've been lied to for so long. Those lies in our heads make us so easy to tip over. But the key is going to be to stop listening that's, that's to a, them. That's a great picture right there. Yeah. You know, we're on our feet, but all the lies and confusion in our head up top make yeah. us unbalanced. Tip over, that's tip right. Over. That's great. Yeah. Come on, that's, you're so cute. <laughs> <laughs> you should be a writer. I, I should be a writer, yeah. yes. Um, so, but the key here is to stop listening to them, to those things you're being told, and pursue your own journey. Understand that they have their own agenda to protect their worldview, their belief system that they put together. They can't afford to shift because their ground will shift beneath them and their fragile Jenga pile will come crashing down. Can you see that? So your job is to press into learning and growing and finding out truth about how stinking much God loves you, that your picture is on God's fridge. And not feel that you have to answer the naysayers. You do not. Meanwhile, you'll be finding answers, not for them, but for you. And before you know it, you'll be laughing or crying (laughs) at how ridiculous their objections were and how self-serving their objections were. Can you see that? And just an aside here. No, go ahead. No, when we first started this journey... We'd get questions like he asked and be like, oh my gosh, what is the answer? I don't, 
and it threw us because of all the crap in our head yeah. from church. And which so, we talked about, uh, which we talked about last week. Please, if you didn't, that's a good good one. But um, but now those objections are just ridiculous. They're sad, really, that that's what's in people's heads because yeah. they're just wrong. And by the way, we've just an encouragement, as we know you're listening, Billy, as well, and is that remember, don't waste your time debating with people who are committed to misunderstanding you. That can be toxic for you. Yeah. And we often say that what you need to do in that situation is is speak a truth, share a resource, and sashay away. That's right. And walk away. Because they don't have any skin in the game. You've got your whole life in this game. Right. They have no skin in this game. It's it it's very easy. Excuse me. I'm no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. It's very easy for them to say, you need to do this and that. You need to change everything. You need to surrender your very identity. I don't have to do anything. So that's very yeah. easy to say. But that's yeah. obviously wrong, isn't it? Isn't that obvious yeah. that it's wrong? That it's self-serving to say that. And just by the way, that the religious crap episode was two episodes ago. Okay. Yeah, last week was cherry picking. Um, was cherry picking. Yeah, yeah. The easy way yeah, out. Yeah. So yeah, just to So the last two. Yourself. Actually, all the episodes are really worth listening to. <laughs> <laughs> we say humbly. Okay, so we I'm say gonna... we say gratefully. Uh-huh. Yeah, we do. We do. I will answer your questions in brief, but I strongly encourage you to dive into the website, the resources page. Answers to these questions are in there. They're in there. And my beloved adventure courses are really good. Podcast, everything else I have there, LOL. (laughs) That's how you build a solid case, a a solid base that they can't knock you off of, okay? Okay, so we're at question one. Yeah, and that question was about you need to repent even though you don't want to. Yeah. So this question assumes that being trans is something to repent of. It's not. Jesus talks about eunuchs as being designed by God that way, but some don't have the ears to hear. So the problem is in those who are telling you to repent, not in you. 2,000 years ago, they may have told me to repent of being a woman, a cis woman, because women are defective men. So don't let people tell you what to repent of. That was never the assignment. Jesus never told people to tell others what to repent of. And keep in mind that list has changed over time on what we need to repent of. But it seems that there's never a discussion about repenting from from unchristlike behavior and and, and judgment and condemnation. Right. Those are the real issues. Exactly. It's a good point. So you're all good. You can repent of being a woman. You can repent of being black. You can repent of being left-handed. All of that over history. Yeah. But those aren't aren't at issue here. The sin du jour. Right. So our question number two was about simply being LGBTQ is a sin. Yeah. And there was another part of that question. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that the guy Jesus told to sell all his stuff was a rich young ruler. It's equivalent to being, he, he's like one they're grooming into um, leadership high position. It's like a straight white male today, a young straight white male pastor in the church with a lot of wealth. And he's the one, he's got outrageous privilege and hasn't given a thought to the poor and needy, the most vulnerable. So that's who he's talking about. This young ruler is more like the religious leaders who are telling you to repent <laughs> than they are, than he is like you. 
Yeah. So have these detractors, have these people telling you that, have they sold everything to help the vulnerable? Yeah. No. And until they do so, they can zip it. Yeah, that that story was about something completely different. It has right. Nothing it's to do it's with about it's the a, privileged not caring not for the caring poor, right? for the poor, exactly the vulnerable. Right. Exactly right. The opposite yeah. of what yeah. they're saying. Okay. All right. And your question number two was about being LGBT as a sin. That we're not going to talk about in this one here because there's a whole episode. I would really encourage you to go back a few episodes and look for the one about how the Bible affirms yeah affirms transgender people. And then you can yeah. find out a whole lot more. We've talked about that a lot. So that's all in there. So, okay. all so right. let's do number three. Yeah. Yep. That's where Billy asked about making God out to be really, really scary. Yeah. That non-affirming Christians do that. Yes. Okay. So Billy and, and all listeners, non-affirming Christians are exactly like the religious leaders that Jesus ripped a new one. <laughs> he said they had no idea who God is for all their study. And all their intelligence, they had no idea who God was. By the way, don't think we're being harsh when we say ripped a new one, because Jesus used some similar words, yeah, right? Yeah, he some, did. You know, some, some similar... Snakes, vipers, um, whitewashed tombs full of dead men's bones. Yeah, so that basically yeah. is translated in, in, in our Bible as ripped a new one. That's right. Yeah, That's so. right. Okay. And they ignored the prophets who told them to care for the vulnerable. It's a theme. It's a repeated theme. But they want people to follow them, just like those religious leaders did. What's changed? Nothing's changed. Religious leaders, if they are authentic, should be scared to pieces of being like the religious leaders and that Jesus ripped to shreds because they told vulnerable people like you that God doesn't accept them. Mm. They are the ones who should be scared of that scary God, not you. Keep in mind that scary God of the Old Testament, of the Jewish Bible that we call the Old Testament, was what they wrote down. Those people who wrote the Old Testament, clearly they missed something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, as you, as you say that, as to telling vulnerable people that God doesn't accept you. Yeah. As you are, I, I, that just, I, beyond the pale, no wonder it's the thing that Jesus lost it over. Yeah. And, and he and, did lose it. And, That's why he was turning over tables in yes. the temple, by the way. Because they were taking, they were the rich people. They were people. extorting. Yep. Excuse me. I keep just no, stepping ahead, right please, on there. Please. Extorting the least of these, these poor, vulnerable people. I, anyway. Yeah, for their own profit. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's and right. power and control. Yeah. That's right. So question number four, uh, you get to next, and it's about the verse that non-affirming Christians will often throw specifically at transgender people. Yes, about not dressing like yeah, yeah. the wrong thing. Okay. Yeah, that verse is about men dressing as women so they could avoid serving in the military. Uh, Good grief, people. Context. Context. But here's what doesn't need context. Love God. Love your neighbor. Treat others the way you want to be treated and you know, don't treat others the way you don't want to be treated. You know, let's, let's back up for a second because okay. that, again, that verse about the dressing has nothing whatsoever to do right. with transgender people. Right. Nothing. Right. It was about men dressing as women to avoid the military. Right. And is there a verse in there too about women dressing as men or was that? Was that I, just I don't. Yeah. 
if it's so, it's probably that. taking a male's role. Yes. <laughs> you know, in power. Yeah. Kind and of these thing. were these were gendered roles then because they were, you know, women were to form men for heaven's sake. Yeah. I mean, you've all seen the memes so, out there as the yeah. as the you know the the you know I mean the Pope robes Catholic robes. I mean, come on, right? Please. I mean, isn't he dressing like a woman? Yeah. So Give this me a break. Has, this has nothing to do with you, Billy. Nothing. Nothing. In the Absolutely context nothing. in scripture, it's complete misteaching, false teaching of the scripture. Right. And they honestly, they know this. This one's not even difficult to find. Right. They know this. At one. least the leaders. Anybody who's really studied any of yeah, this true. knows. But again, like you, you said, By the way, yeah. Joseph, with that lovely uh, multicolored <laughs> coat, of, coat. Coat of many colors. Coat of many colors. We even have a technicolor dream coat, right? You know what the word is for that? It's the same word for the princess dress for, is it Tamar or Tamara? Shoot. Um, King David's daughter mm. and her dress. It's the <laughs> same, same word. word. It's a princess dress, people. Okay. Yeah. But is anybody, is anybody objecting to Joseph and his princess dress? <laughs> no, they objected by calling it a, a coat of right. many colors. Because that distances because it. the men were again we I know we're right. ranting all a bit because men that, who were the ones translating changing editing sure. this, this word to suit whatever their role and they was. were affirming their gendered yeah, roles exactly right. so, yeah so. but like you said here's what does not need context love God and love your neighbor yeah and treat others the way you want to be treated don't treat others the way you don't want to be treated are they doing all these things with you no they're not I didn't think so. So they need to turn to their own plank in their eye, if you know that verse, and forget all about the speck they see in you. Basically, if, if what you're doing doesn't line up with love, eject it. What they're doing doesn't line up with love, but they're not going to reject it because they feel too threatened, but you can reject it. Yep. Do you understand? You don't have to take what they say. And the only reason we answer these questions are for you to quiet your brain, not for you to go back and argue with them because yeah, they will not hear yeah. it. They'll, they'll tear you apart. Look what they did to Jesus. Yeah. Look how they tore him apart Yeah, as much as they could. Yeah, this is not to no. give you the answers. This is to give your heart peace, to free your heart. Right. To it's not to give you answers you to give them. Yes. Right. Yes, right. That's right. That's right. right. So dive in, my friend Billy. And all of you listening, dive in. Don't worry about them right now. You have better things to do than answering them. Yeah. But you do want a quiet, peaceful brain. And if something comes at you that doesn't make sense, set it aside. If set it, it aside. If, if it you, doesn't, yeah. If it doesn't reaffirm and confirm that message, reinforce that message that you are beloved as yes. you are for who you are. Right. In God's image, created in God's image. Set it aside. Then, then, then something's wrong in the interpretation. That's all it is. Yep. I did have a trans man come to me and he said, my parents are always saying, my mother is always saying, you know, God knit you together in, in my womb, wonderfully and fearfully made. And, and now I'm trans. So what, you know, how could that be? And I said, yeah, God knit you together in your mother's womb as trans. <laughs> he was like, oh, Oh, that makes so much sense. Yes, of course. Because this is not, of I course. mean, I know we're going a little bit off track. That's right. That's beautiful. Because it's not about changing who you are. It's about living authentically to who that's right. you are. Right. And again, that's one of the false narratives that come out of this whole 
yeah. anti-trans argument. But we've we've talked a lot about that. So we just want to yeah. remind you on that. Judging too, so. and condemning others is yeah. not authentic to who it's we funny. are. funny. We don't talk about that, isn't it? I, I mean, the, the, in the church, they don't talk about that very much. No, they don't. No, so, And but, that was a major theme. But we do here. We do hear, you hear it here. Yeah, so in beloved the deconstruction zone. That's, that's right. I, I need a backup dump truck sound. Do I? I don't. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll take by your silence, and I'm good as we are. So, all right, we love you, beloved. Thanks for being with us. Next week, we're going to talk more about this. We're going to talk about the truth that sets us free, and we're going to talk about if Jesus is still relevant. After we've deconstructed our faith, this is going to oh be fun. Oh my gosh! I know. A cliffhanger. We'll talk Stay to you next tuned. time. Stay <laughs> tuned. Bye. Would it be okay if I were to tell you that I am afraid someday? So I call you up and you call me down. Would it be okay? You've been listening to the Freed Hearts podcast. We have extensive resources and vibrant community for you at www.freedhearts.org. Just come say hello. And if you have questions or issues or comments about the podcast, things you'd like us to talk about, reach out to us at podcast at freedhearts.org. The music is provided by Hannah Cottrell, our daughter, the Grammy-nominated Saint Sinner. And you can find out more about her at heystsinner.org. Please share this, subscribe, and follow on your favorite platform. And thanks for listening.